0: I guess we'll get started here, because it, uh, my watch says 6.30. Glad um, uh, that is here that's here, and hopefully it'll be a good experience for you. We're going to be looking at Peter's journey, and I'm, I'm going to be talking about, about it somehow, what, what we're going to be looking for and everything. This will probably not be what you normally think of just a study about Peter. Um, it's more about how he interacted with Jesus and how Jesus interacted with him. And so I have my my first lesson is a new name, and so we're going to uh, be looking at that, but before we do, I want to give some introduction of things uh, myself a little bit, because most of you don't know who I am and probably thinking, where does this guy come from? <laughs> you know, what, what, we, never seen him before, uh, we're over on the far side normally when we sit on Sunday morning, um, but uh, so if you're on the side that's closer to this side, I think, if I'm correct about how this building works, it seems like a maze sometimes to me. But um, I wanted to give you a little bit of introduction about uh, these things. One, uh, my name and spouse, my former occupation. Don't work anymore, which is nice. My spiritual journey. I'd like to, to talk a little bit about that, just so you can kind of see where I'm you know, coming from. It's just a short version of it, so you'll get the long one to later on, probably. Uh, teaching philosophy. Uh, I, as I said, I'm a, a teacher by profession. Um, but uh, I do teach a little bit differently when I teach in a situation where it's a spiritual kind of context to it. And then the purpose of this study, and then our, new, our lesson will be the, the, the new name, a new name. So, name and spouse. Name is David Richardson. Hi. <laughs> and my wife, Brenda, is right here. Yeah, we've been, I've I've been married to her for 42 years, Um, it's been a great time, hopefully for another 42 years. (laughs) And occupation, as I mentioned, I'm a retired teacher, and I taught for 28 years in high school, uh, junior high, um, some college even, but uh, 28 years of teaching high school, at least, taught art classes, and also taught digital media classes. Most Most of my classes after, when, when uh, basically I was teaching photography for a while, I was teaching darkroom, and then went to digital. And after that became mostly digital, teaching uh, digital media classes like 3D animation, uh, graphic design, um, digital photography, uh, Video game design and things like various things like that. Spiritual, spiritual journey, get that word not. Uh, I'm not from a Christian family, so I was not raised in the church. I wasn't really raised in any church much. Uh, we went, my family, when I was young, we did go to a Presbyterian church for a while until the sixth grade, my sixth grade, where I said I wasn't going to church anymore. <laughs> and just stopped going to church and after a little while they stopped, my parents stopped as well. I was uh, first kind of converted by a Navigator friend at Kansas State University, and um, so I'm kind of you know, aware that like the Headquarters of Navigators is here and everything because that was always a big talk about going to the Headquarters. And then became involved with the uh, Church of Christ uh, by uh, my association with an art student, a uh, fellow art student at uh, Kansas State University. She invited me to to come to some of the events and stuff uh, that the um, college-age people were having at the uh, Church of Christ at that place in Manhattan, Kansas. And I studied about baptism on my own during the summer of 1975. Um, a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, she, you know, said, hey, over the summer why don't you, you know, do a little study about uh, baptism and see what you, you learn about it. And during that time, that, that was uh, the summer that we went, I went traveling across the nation, uh, building grain elevators with some friends of mine, some of them navigator friends. And uh, uh, during the, the times when we weren't actually building something, I studied the, about baptism and basically discovered that, um, you know, that was how a person became a Christian. So, kind of, then I did a study about what the navigator told me, and I'm going, hmm, that isn't what is in there. Okay. And then eventually I, I was baptized when I came back then for, back to Kansas State. And I, um, it was midnight, I was baptized and I, I I say the 25th, might have actually been the 26th, I don't know, might have been the you know, next day, because I invited everybody, all of my Navigator friends, I woke them up and invited them to come and see me be baptized. Studied at Texas Tech um, grad, Graduate School of Art, where I met Brenda. And together, after we got married, actually right after we got married, um, we went to Bellingham, Washington. That was part of our honeymoon, was to travel from Dallas, Irving, Texas. Was that, we, yeah, Irving, Texas, to Bellingham, Washington, um, where we helped to start a campus ministry up there, yeah, but, uh, very similar to what was at uh, Texas Tech right when I was involved with Campus Advance at, at uh, Texas Tech. And um, then we were involved with several various congregations in the uh, Portland-Vancouver area for several years, and including uh, from 2009 to 2017, we helped uh, plant a congregation in Woodland, Washington, which is just a little bit north of the Vancouver uh, area. And then we moved to Oklahoma in November 2017 to chase grandkids. And then we moved to Colorado Springs in June 2022 to Jay's grandkids. (laughs) We had more kids at that point. Okay, a little bit about my teaching philosophy. I mentioned this already. Um, I like to have my class to be more of a discussion and not just a lecture by me. I get tired of hearing my voice a lot. (laughs) So feel free to speak up on things and hopefully throughout this, we're going to also not just learn about Peter's journey, but also your journeys, because that's the whole point of this, is to kind of see how Peter's journey was, and to kind of see how our journey goes uh, in the same kind of ways sometimes, and sometimes scary ways even, as you talked about fear earlier, you know, on Sunday. See, I listened. <laughs> um, And uh, I I believe that every one of you that God can use to teach the whole group and me something here. And so that's why I like to hear things from you guys as well, not just me speaking. I'm a storyteller, I will tell stories. Might tell some on you guys, I don't know. I don't know you guys, guys well enough yet, but... Uh, even in my high school classes, I always told stories about what has happened in the past in the high school classes. So I like to tell stories. I have one definite one that will be mentioned uh, throughout, but there may be others that come up based on you know, the responses of people and how people are, are uh, responding to things. And I try to live by a mantra that I developed or that I came up with that I'm always wrong. You get to figure out what that means. <laughs> okay, the purpose of this study is uh, discover how Jesus worked with Peter and thereby have a, a better understanding of how he works with us. Yeah, We see it, Jesus interacting with Peter so much. I mean, he, he seemed to be the main guy that, that, uh, that Jesus interacted with and at least that we have information about. I think there's a, a reason for that. I think that there's some things that we can learn how Jesus and Peter worked together. Uh, we already know a lot of that, but we don't, may not know why, why it was that way and how it happened that way. So we're going to kind of look at that to see the failures and successes that Peter had in his journey w- with Jesus. You can probably figure out some of the failures, right? Peter was known for having some issues at times, you know. And so we're going to be looking at some of those, but we're also going to look at his successes, and we're going to see how that made his relationship with Jesus all the more better, both the failures and the successes. And to understand how our own failures and successes have worked in our own journey, with Jesus. Okay, so that gives you kind of an idea of what to kind of expect from this. Oh, maybe there's one more. Oh, this is not a comprehensive study of Peter. We're not going to just talk about every single thing. We've got six weeks here that I'm doing this, and uh, there's a lot of things with, about Peter. Uh, we're not going to be seeing everything. Um, some, some of you, as we're going through this, may bring up something, which is fine. You know, because it might relate to what we're talking about, and also it's not necessarily going to be chronological. You know, we will be kind of going, picking around through things, onto that. Okay, you ready? You ready for this? Okay, let's do it. We'll get into here. Okay, so, and then we start off with a big, long verse here. Okay, um, Peter's introduction to Jesus. I believe that this is the place where um, Jesus and Peter, well, Peter first met Jesus. And uh, we'll see through here uh, why I'm gonna, uh, um, why I'm saying that. I'm going to go ahead and read through this. Kind of hard to get angle there. Okay, the next day John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? He said, "Rabbi." They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, Where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent the day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, Was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated as Peter. Okay, so what are some of the things that we see here in the start? This is the start of their relationship. What do we see here that's happening? Well,
1: right off the bat, he changed his name.
0: Exactly, he changed his name right. I mean, right away. It, it, I mean, that's, that's really kind of a strange thing, isn't it? Uh, that that he's kind of changed his name there. So, yeah, you you picked up that really quick. That uh, uh, that first. Well, I guess actually one more thing. Andrew, his brother, introduced him. Yeah, you know, so that that's a a thing that, you know, a- Andrew was part of of um, following John, John the Baptist. I mean, that's the John that they're talking about up there. And so Andrew is looking for this Messiah. You think Peter had maybe in his mind of looking for the Messiah too? Why are you saying that? I think that most Jews at that time were looking for the Messiah, I think it was kind of a problem with that time frame when mm-hmm. I went. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anybody else want to comment on any of that? Well, if he
1: wasn't looking for him, then I don't think his brother would have said he had found him.
0: Good point, that's exactly, yeah.
1: So otherwise,
0: that whole statement would have been foreign to Peter. Yeah. Who cares?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Peter may not have been with John. He may not have been a, a disciple of John. We don't. I don't think we really know. Do we know? Yeah. <coughs> Where Peter was with... thinking about things or asking? He give you my faint Okay. I, I was asking you basically. It, I don't think we really know that, that Peter was part of the, the Paul, John's disciples. And so I don't, we don't. I don't think we know that. Go ahead and you know, What, do what do? I was thinking is when you asked the
1: question was Peter looking for Jesus, or have to ask it he was looking for the, the Messiah? But what I love is that the Messiah was looking for him. Wow. <laughs> you know,
0: and See, that's the things I like from all this is that yeah. You know, that what's the saying?
1: Uh-huh. He pursues us. Uh uh-huh. He runs after us. Yeah, and I believe they were looking for the Messiah, but I just love that God comes after us. And
0: I think that's very sick play, and, and It's kind of interesting, you know, that here are the, these uh, guys, a- uh, Andrew being one of them, at least there was two, right? That uh, they there. two of his disciples, yeah, two of his disciples were following him. doesn't say that they were that they made contact with him at that point. it? They? they were just following him, following along behind him. And he uh, turns around, turning around, Jesus saw them following. And said, come on. Keep going. Keep, keep, keep following me. And follow me all the way to see where I'm staying so that who could be brought to him.
1: Yeah. I'm fascinated by I'm sure a lot of time transpired, but the way John, the lake, especially at Mark, of course, it's just this instantaneous movement. And yeah. like Jesus, there's magnetism. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I'm thinking, um, you know, we don't really know the full timeline here, but I think Andrew probably went back really quick and got Peter. That This is something that's very important, and he knew it would be important to Peter. That's what I believe. That he went to Peter right away because he knew that Peter would want to talk to this guy. So I think I, I feel like Peter was a searcher for the Messiah. That he wanted to to know it, but he may not have been wanting to follow John, but he was interested in finding the Messiah. Okay, then we have down here where he says you are simon son of john you will be called cephas as you mentioned that he immediately changes his name is there some significance to that jesus could see what peter would become and what was he going to be called and he was going to be called the rock the rock stone right yeah the uh, term, um, when, it, when you'd say Cephas, Cephas means stone, and I think I got something here. That, it's Simon, well, first of all, I'll talk about his name, Simon, because his original name was Simon, is the common name from Hebrew, that's the writing for it, uh, meaning listen or hearing. Hmm. That's also going to play, I think, somewhat <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. what, what, you got something to say about it? Well, I was just going to say later on, uh, typically if you ask people about Peter, the first thing they're going to talk about is the fact that he opens his mouth
1: and speaks frequently, and here his Hebrew name was the exact opposite of it.
0: Right. He, he, instead of being a hearer, he was kind of a doer or talker most of the time. Anybody else? Okay. Um the name Cephas is of Aramaic origin and it's the meaning means stone. Okay? So basically he's calling Peter a stone. That seems to be pretty significant <laughs> in some ways. I mean how many I mean, well some people probably have named their kids Peter. We did name our one of our kids Andrew, but um, You don't really think about what the name means, do you, a lot of time? I think back then they did. I think there was a lot of meaning behind the name. And so when Jesus starts off, immediately, the first thing, like you said, giving them a new name, that I think has some significance. We don't usually think about it very much but I think it does have some significance that that, that Jesus wanted to rename him. Peter is, a, is derived directly from the Greek, uh, Petros. It, it's a masculine form of Petra, the word for rock or stone. Okay, And that's what we usually know this person by is the name of Peter because we usually remember things based on the, the Greek uh, naming of it. So, have you ever had a nickname? Who, who's here has a nickname or hasn't had a nickname? Yeah. What, what? I have, I just
1: say, I have, I have
0: several nicknames. Oh, several? <laughs> Can you share one or two with us? Well,
1: I go by Cat. That's not my, that's a nickname, actually. Uh-huh. I mean, my full name is Kathleen, but <clears throat> I've been called Smitty. I've gone by Smitty a lot of times, because so
0: that's my maiden name is Smith. Uh, Okay. Huh? I have
1: an uncle who calls me Pumpkin, and I have a husband who calls me kitten. and it's just, you
0: know. Can I ask you about the Pumpkin one? Yeah. Um, okay, pump, uh, why did they call you Pumpkin? I hope it's not too embarrassing. No, <laughs> I don't, I don't under. I don't
1: know why. I don't know why. I have no idea. I just know that from the time I was in that's he always
0: called
1: me Pumpkin. He still called me Pumpkin. Yeah. I've never asked him that. I don't know. I'll have to ask him that next
0: time I see. Yeah. Well, the re- reason why I asked that, that that's kind of interesting, because w- my best friend when I was growing up, even though he was six years older than me, um, he was, we called him Pumpky, or oh. pu- Punky, Punky. Oh. And the reason why he got that nickname was because his sister called him a pumpkin when he was a baby. Oh. And so he, his name became Punky. And so when, when I ended up going uh, into the same school as him at one point, he says, "Don't call me Punky." (laughs) Anybody (laughs) else have a nickname that they want to share? So it's
1: interesting you bring this up because yesterday I was journaling. Um, To my father who passed away 14 years ago. And I said, I wish I had asked you why. I put in my journal, I wish I could hear you call me Squatcho. And I wish I had asked you why you called me that. Uh (laughs)
0: Because I don't know. Because you don't know. They called me Squatcho, and
1: yesterday was just the day that that seemed endearing Um,
0: to me. Yeah, Yeah, usually the nicknames in our society are something that usually is the cause of something, uh, whether it's a, um, a <clears throat> term of endearment or a description or something that somebody was really good at, um, that, that's when we usually give them a nickname of some sort. Otherwise, you just get your name pulled out of a hat by your parents. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, you know, they, they, what, what name they kind of like, for it. So, do you know the mean of your actual name? Because your name does have a meaning. You can share that if you'd like. If you know it.
1: Well, my name's Theodore. Mm-hmm. That's a gift of God. Okay.
0: Because Theo is God in Greek. Yeah. Others?
1: Francis in German is free. Free. Okay. So any others? I just discovered
0: that my name's in the Bible last week. <laughs> okay, I gotta hear this one. Which Bible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which Bible? A <laughs> <laughs> check
1: <my> Bible. <laughs> uh, and I'm not gonna tell y'all until we get to it in the series, but the name Ed is in the Bible. Edward? <laughs> I just said, and it means witness. Okay. Nice. but I, kind of I, I don't think you. Eddie or Edward really comes from that but oh, I'm in the Bible it's right there in Joshua uh, I think it's fascinating that Sarah and Jordan just adopted a child and it wasn't random names they cried out for years for this child Hannah
0: in, in the Bible Old Testament cry oh, out because, that is so yeah. Samuel's not random
1: and the is this boy
0: is of Latin American origin, and that's what it means to get to God. So that's some real that's,
1: intentionality. That, that, that is, yeah. Powerful. <laughs> that, that is, yeah. Yes. Any others? Donald makes world ruler.
0: World ruler, okay. I've got to watch <laughs> out <with> for that guy. <laughs> 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 he he kind of. He, <laughs> well, my name means beloved, um, and you know, so I, I always like to bring that up. I have Edward in my name as well, and my middle name's Edward, so I can use that one. So, so there's been a lot of name changes in the Bible. You know, have you ever noticed that that several times you get people who have Either a new name, or they go by one name one time, or another name another time. Um, Some some of it is that they got it from. They might have gotten the name from uh, a foreign source, like uh, they were in Babylon. Focus on this. Uh, (laughs) Let's see, Daniel. You see it about halfway there. Uh, Got renamed Bel is that what it says. You know, he, he got renamed when he uh, was in Babylon, and so uh, that, that was not too uncommon for those days if you were taken as a prisoner or a slave um, or put into a new world, basically, that you got a new name as well for it. It was to kind of help you to get acclimatized, I think, that was the idea for it. Um, but we see this is another list and too. It just continues. Uh, some of them are mentioned twice in here. They go from one fact to the other. Uh, we have Judas, known as Barabbas. Remember who Barabbas was? Yeah. And we have uh, Joseph, who was renamed Barnabas. Okay. And then of course. Who else is a very famous person in the Bible who was given a new name? What was it? Saul named Paul, which is our other son. <laughs> so we, we took our names from the Bible for it. Um, and then here's some more. And you see Paul right there. Nathaniel was, uh, became believed to be Bartholomew. Don't know for certain there, but there is some overlapping, I believe, when you look in the scripture for it. And then the end of the list. One of these, though, I thought I'd highlight a little bit here because it's the one who is victorious is the person who's going to get the new name. And it's given by the Holy Spirit, and it's only known to the one who's given to. Interesting. So that kind of makes me wonder if maybe in heaven we have another name. That we have a name that God has already given us, and we will know it for uh, once we get there. We will know that 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 name, that new name. Okay, um, Jesus. Then has another time that he meets meets um, Simon, and it says in Matthew four eighteen, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the to the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said. I will send you out to fish for people. And once they left their nets and followed him. I once they left their nets and followed him. Um, it's really interesting that many times this was Matthew, but many times the author of the gospel will say both names Simon Peter. Remember, Simon is listen, rock. No. Try to get that rock to listen. Okay. <laughs> so, why did Jesus name Simon Cephas slash Peter? Any ideas? If you don't, then we're done right now. So let's <laughs> go. Well, I mean,
1: I would say that it's because he knew he knew how he was going to use Simon, and so knowing that he was going to make that state what the Sam Simon's future statement about, you know, who Jesus was and mm-hmm. the rock.
0: Um, but I thought of several different ones, but I wanna hear what you guys have. <laughs> well I think strength. Strength, okay. The rock doesn't doesn't break easily. Okay. I think of passage in Ephesians where it says the church is built from the apostles, the, the, the teachings of the apostles, mm-hmm. so if that's the foundation, that's the rock, Peter was in the of the teachers, I think the obvious is
1: Jesus saying, who do mean, say that And Peter makes the confession, you know, you're Peter on this rock under my church, and so Peter symbolized the foundation of the stone of the church. That's one of the proclaimers of the truth. That was the
0: father of the church.
1: Well, many of the names are just descriptions of their character, what they do, Uh, or son of, or Jonah. Right. So I don't see that the name that was given at birth. But
0: as he grew, if you were a poor dealer, that might be part of your nature. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Anybody else? I have kind of two things with it. One is, I think someone kind of mentioned it earlier, that maybe Peter was kind of like dense like a rock. <laughs> 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 and we kind of see that in his personality some, right? Uh, for it, and so it, you know, it took took Peter sometimes to uh, several different attempts to try to get things to to gel or to understand, and it, it kind of goes with his his first his original name Simon, you know that he had he didn't want to listen sometimes, and sometimes I think the people who were writing the the gospels like John or Matthew wanted to emphasize mainly that. He needed to listen some more. And so sometimes I think he was called, even by Jesus, sometimes Simon Peter, you know, to listen to this. In fact, we're going to see some scriptures here for that. I also think this is a quote from Michelangelo every block of stone has a statue inside it, and it is the task of the sculptor to discover it. And I kind of think that Peter might have been there too. That he might have been. A rough rock in the eyes of Jesus that he was going to eventually get molded into something that was going to be great, that was going to be worthwhile. And so he was trying to let Peter know in advance, I'm gonna be chipping away at you, I'm gonna be sculpting you, I'm gonna be making you into something that's beautiful. Oh, Okay, um, so, himself, in in Second uh, Peter one one, he says Simon Peter. He calls himself Simon Peter. He he combined both names. What's he trying to communicate there to his audience?
1: Maybe he's a listening
0: rock now. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's going to listen better. You got to listen to. To God's word and and also share God's word with them. Um, yeah, it, it's. I think I, I don't know if we're really going to get down to exactly why on this because the Bible just doesn't say okay we called him Simon Peter because you know blah blah blah. It's not not that kind of thing. But it seems like there's something important there that Jesus was trying to communicate to Peter.
1: It's like when, you, when your parents say Andrew Guy Lindsay, you really listen at that point.
0: <laughs> you know, Andrew or no? So using the full name, saying okay, now you got my I wonder if he got if he heard it so much that he decided just to keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to get your attention somehow on this, hearing or listening stone. That that's kind of what I think his name is. Is that he's the listening stone? Yes? Maybe um, he's fashioning or grooming Peter that to find that that statue inside of him. Mm Exactly. That he's going to give him a different purpose. That's kind of what I'm hoping that it it is that I'm um, I'm hopeful for because that means a lot more to me then, too. Because then if if you did that with Peter, maybe he's doing the same type of thing with me. And, and all of it, right? Yeah. Exactly. And so that—that's kind of what I. I well, we we'll keep on going here. Okay. Um, also, when uh, the angel told Cornelius, I believe it is, to go to send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who was called Peter. He keeps bringing both names back into it. The Rock. I think we've already mentioned this one some already. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter, notice the use of Simon Peter again, answered, You are the Messiah, you are the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. Now I thought it was interesting here this use Simon. Because he listened. He's been listening. Son of Jonah, for this is not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but my, my father in heaven. He's been listening to his father in heaven Um, and I tell you that you are Peter so now he brings in Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven wherever you whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven then he orders his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah Okay, so you mentioned that this this uh, area this uh, scripture earlier. Um, th- this interplay of Simon and Peter, I think, is indicating the growth that 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 Jesus is seeing and Peter. He says it didn't come because you listened to other men; you listened to God, and so he gets praise for that. And, and then he becomes the rock because he listened to God. Okay. Um, John 21, 15. This is after Jesus has been resurrected. He meets with Peter on the shore of the lake. Peter's been out fishing, haven't been able to catch anything, but Jesus tells him, fish this way, and then you will be able to catch something and bring that to the shore. But Jesus already has fish that are cooking on the fire. And three times after they ate, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, so he's told them, to listen, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Three times, Jesus says the same thing to him. Three times, Peter responds that he does love Jesus. I'm going to talk to you a little bit now about another person. His name is Wolf. No, it's not a dog. (laughs) It was an actual person. This is a group of us, You see, can you see where Brenda and I are? <laughs> Do we still look that way? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see very well over there, but th- this is uh, Brenda here, and this is me here, and we were part of a, a group that went to Bellingham Washington to start a campus ministry, as I mentioned earlier, and Wolf, the guy Oops, how come something didn't work there? Oh, I see. Okay. Wolf, the guy there in the square, he went up there to help us get up there, to, to, to uh, help us move up there and everything. Um, he was a, a young man that, I'm going to be telling you the whole story later on, but right now I just want to tell you that, that he eventually became a Christian after a short time of, of people studying with him. And he was kind of a rough guy. As you can see there, you, know, you can see his bare chest. <laughs> you know, because uh, that's the way he was. You know, he had tattoos on him. He had a beard. Uh, he actually cut his hair at that point, but the hair was down to the nape of his, his back at, at one point. And uh, at, at, at one point, you know, we, we, we called him Wolf, because that's what he called himself. But then at one point he goes, the wolf is dead. I'm Bill Snide. That was his real name, of course. And you know, he said that the wolf died and is no longer alive. And when you, when you hear the rest of the story, you'll see how that played out. But the idea that he felt he needed to change his name I sometimes wonder, what if we started a tradition of giving people a new name when they were baptized to help maybe, you know, they, they don't have to go by it legally or anything like that, but they, it would be a name that maybe fits their personality as far as being a, a Christian, being a, a follower of Christ. That, that maybe people have seen how they they've grown, and and give them a new name because what happens when you're baptized? You
1: become a new person.
0: You become a new person. You die, are buried, and are resurrected, a new creation. And I think a lot of times these these names that we saw in the Bible that were changed had a lot to do with that, that these people, I don't, they didn't, maybe weren't baptized, but they were in a situation where they were a new person of some sort. And so they were given a new name for that. As I mentioned, in Revelation 2.17, it says, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of, of the hidden manna I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it." So I, I believe we may have a new name someplace that we're going to have, that God is going to give us when we leave this this earth, that he gives us a new name because we are a new creation. Even now, we are a new creation because we're following Christ. Okay, so anybody is a song leader? Who, who likes to lead songs? Okay, do you know this one? My eyes are dry, my pain is cold. my heart is hard, my prayers are cold. And I know how I ought to be alive to you and dead to me. saw how it began. Now we're going to go through the next five weeks looking at how his journey goes. So let's go with him and see what what ways his journey and ours
1: are alike. Hey, I'm Eddie White, the senior minister for the Eastside Church of Christ